0: There's a common myth out there that says men think about sex every seven seconds. That's more than 500 times an hour and more than 8,000 times during the day. It is indeed a myth. It ain't true. In fact, there have been many studies about the frequency of sexual thoughts that both men and women have during their day-to-day lives. Besides thinking about sex, recent surveys have showed that men also think equally about food and sleep. I'm getting a little bit hungry thinking about it. Men can and do get fixated with sex or physical affection, often above and beyond emotional closeness. The truth is that men, women and all genders share the same needs for deep connection both physically and emotionally. In this episode, we're going to take a closer look at the types of intimacy you may be surprised in a relationship. Definitions of emotional intimacy, some of the obstacles that get in the way, why emotional intimacy is so important, and I'm going to give you four steps to build intimacy in your relationships. Welcome to Man Talk, a podcast of real conversations about life, your life, our life, the emotional well-being of men. My name is Howard Todd Collins, I'm a psychotherapist, consultant and coach in private practice. I'm the founder and host of ManTalk. So sit back, relax and join me. We're going to get a little intimate for this latest episode of ManTalk. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number four of Man Talk, the podcast. I hope you are well wherever you are listening to me. I am sitting comfortably in a very warm consulting room in uh, the bayside suburb of Hampton in Melbourne. We're just by the beach. We are well in the beginning of winter here in Australia, and it's got cold, it's got windy, and it's got wet it reminds me of the old country back in Manchester in the in the old days. Um, but I'm sitting comfortably with a cup of tea, which is going to keep me warm. And this episode may well heat us up a little bit more as we have a closer look at intimacy in relationships. In fact, you know, most relationships over their lifetime tend to lose intimate connections for one degree or another for a whole host of reasons. Sustaining intimacy takes work and commitment. So if you notice the waxing and the waning of intimacy in your relationship, it's normal. And I encourage you to see it as an opportunity to engage in more deeper conversations about the changing needs in your relationship with your partner. You may remember during the early stages of a relationship where most couples get lost in the excitement of falling in love. Scientists have discovered that oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone, is released during those early stages of infatuation, which causes us to feel euphoric and almost turned on by anything for those number of days, weeks, months, if you're lucky, sometimes years. It's like a drug. It gives us immediate rewards that connect us to our partner. And naturally, the more we have it, the more we want it. The bad news, however, is this blissful state does not last forever. A good sexual relationship is in fact built on emotional intimacy and closeness. So if you're hoping to improve your physical intimacy in your relationship, you will need to first work on your emotional connection. But before we delve a little deeper into the world of emotional intimacy, I also want to describe to you other forms of connection that are really important in long-term relationships. These are types of intimacy with your partner and they may well surprise you. There are indeed other types of connection in your relationship that you may not recognise as intimacy, but they will enhance your sense of being both physically and emotionally close to your partner. What on earth could you be doing? For example, it could be something that's more intellectual, where you're sharing the closeness of the world of ideas. You're just exchanging thoughts about the things you think and care passionately about where you just enjoy the communication of your beliefs, for example, or your views about something. It's the freedom to think for yourself and believe that your opinions are valued. It's those stimulating conversations which get you to feel closer to the person you care about from an intellectual perspective. And then there's the experiential aspects of intimacy, which is more about sharing uh, activities or experiences together as a couple without any kind of distractions like the TV or the phone or the computer. And even ideally from time to time without the kids, it could be experiences that are more creative where you're doing something together, where you're creating something It could be recreational sport, for example, where you're doing something or playing together that's fun and sporty and even a bit competitive. It could be something that's task-focused, where you're sharing common tasks, where you're feeling like you're part of a team together, where you're moving almost in unison towards a common goal. And then's the experience of something that's more about aesthetic beauty, it could be art, it could be the environment, it could be just enjoying nature in some way. The other part of connection and intimacy is physical that's not sexual. It's about being affectionate with each other. It could be where you're giving nurture and comfort in forms of gestures like holding hands or hugging or kissing or being playful with each other. Connection and intimacy can be pretty broad, so take a note of these areas of your relationship life as we begin now to take a closer look at emotional intimacy, which is the experience that creates feelings of being supported, comforted and loved. How would you define emotional intimacy? In recent conversations with men, we've talked about examples of what emotional intimacy actually means. So from a man's experience, these men are talking about that they can be themselves in a relationship, that they have a lot of trust, they can be completely vulnerable, there's no judgment, there's lots of empathy, plenty of support and patience, lots of time together to experience things as a couple there's a comfort in being honest and open there's a mutuality of respect there's a freedom to express themselves and that they can go beyond the surface to more deeper levels so here's a couple of formal definitions of emotional intimacy that i found quite useful the first one comes from men's line australia And they talk about the experience of emotional closeness that occurs when two people are able to be emotionally open with one another. They can reveal their true feelings, thoughts, fears, and desires. And this can only occur when both people are able to genuinely trust one another. And they can be feel able to take the risks of being vulnerable. They describe emotional intimacy as a universal human need. Another definition that strikes a chord with me, particularly because it highlights the importance of becoming more mindful and flexible in a relationship, is from the book that's called The Dance of Intimacy by Harriet Goldor. And she talks about intimacy that means that we can be who we are in a relationship and allow the other person to do the same. An intimate relationship is one in which neither party silences or sacrifices or betrays the self and each other that can express their strengths and their vulnerabilities and their competence in a balanced way. Now, of course, we don't live in a perfect world, and these definitions are really useful and very important guides, but there are, of course, many obstacles that get in the way of understanding and experiencing emotional intimacy. Sadly, for many men and women, stuff somehow just gets in the way of sustaining emotional closeness. Many men will describe how they, or even their partner, are just too busy with kids or work, and the energy and demands of life, that they don't have time to connect. Somehow the spark is lost, and any kind of physical attraction is changing as well, and even that conversations about intimacy is just awkward to initiate. And many men talk about their sort of feeling like they're just friends. A pretty common block for men is the expectation that intimacy just happens, with little or no work. There's almost a belief that relationships should be easy, And I get it because it will feel that way sometimes because it feels like it's harder than it should be. But, you know, over time, relationships do begin to experience different needs, different views and understanding of what love means, for example. Over time, you may have heard the different love languages that partners have that change and wax and wane through the lifetime of a couple. So if couples don't revisit or renegotiate these needs, often they will find that intimacy declines as a consequence. Relationships also get stuck in very negative cycles of dealing with conflict or difficult feelings or difficult subjects. And often there's themes like avoidance or anger or blame. just increases mistrust, leaving very little room to feel connected. So, if emotional closeness is being challenged and you're withdrawing when your needs are not being met, or if you're getting more angry and critical when your needs are not being met, this was not going to help you to create safety to speak about some of these important issues. Now, we all want to feel loved and cared for, which is naturally a matter of giving and receiving love. And in any couple, this requires a lot of trust, a lot of vulnerability. And for some people this can feel particularly scary and uncomfortable. A fear of intimate connection is very common for men and women and does need some understanding and particularly some safety to speak about. The fear of intimacy for men and women happens for a variety of reasons. You may or may not be aware of these themes either within yourself or your partner. So the following reasons for the fear of intimacy just needs a bit of supportive and genuine care and some empathy and some curiosity to understand. Some of the common causes for the fear of intimacy come from the past For example, such as abandonment issues, a psychological term which you may have heard about, which is really the fear that once you become attached to somebody, that the fear is that they will leave you, or the fear of being rejected, that you may worry that once you become more open to reveal your flaws and imperfections, that the other person will not want to be with you. Or you may be aware of control issues that you may fear losing your independence as you become more emotionally accountable and connected to somebody else. And significantly, of course, if there's any kind of past abuse, any kind of history of childhood abuse, emotional or physical abuse, either as a child or an adult, that may just make it very difficult for you to trust other people. In order to work through some of these fears, self-reflection about why you may feel afraid to be intimate in all forms of the word can really, help, can really help you. Seeking a therapist who can help you work through these issues can also be a really effective avenue for building intimacy in your relationship and, most importantly, work through any kind of past trauma. So if you find yourself not tolerating close emotional connections particularly well and you find yourself not willing to share your feelings or having a strong preference just to be alone when things get too personal, I encourage you to reach out wherever you are and try and get some help. If you're in Australia, my private practice details are in the show notes and you are more than welcome to get in touch. So why is emotional intimacy so important? Emotional intimacy builds trust and creates safety. You need to feel safe to be more open with somebody else, to be able to reveal your own vulnerabilities with your partner and have the confidence that your partner will also be there for you. It's also what helps relationships survive through the toughest of times. It makes us continue to want to love and be loved by our partners as we go through transitions in our life. It helps the relationship to withstand the test of time. Emotional intimacy is the foundation for a rich and loving relationship, which needs attention on a regular basis, so it strengthens love. It also helps us when we're more deeply connected to somebody else to have more fun, to be more relaxed and to joke around. These are all really important key health benefits for our stress To elevate our moods and to boost our immune system. Interestingly, emotional intimacy will help us to feel less lonely, which is different from being alone. Loneliness has all kinds of harmful consequences from anxiety and depression to physical health issues like high blood pressure and heart disease. So, a deeper connection with someone we love will actually shield us from the ravages of loneliness. Intimacy is more than just sex. Emotional closeness is the foundation of long-lasting relationships. So let me give you four simple steps to make sure you're building your intimacy. The first one is to make sure you have non-distracting, genuine discussions and conversations. Your emotional intimacy will be deepened when you and your partner are both present without being distracted, no phones, no screens, where you can truly see each other. And I want you to be supporting your partner's work and activities to ask them questions that reflect your curiosity and interest in their opinions, that you listen to their hopes and dreams. That you take a real interest in their studies or their activities or their hobbies or their experience of life. That you acknowledge their capabilities and encourage them to keep growing. And that you bolster their confidence by being encouraging. The second step is the way you support your partner. So you can be there for your partner when they need you. To listen to them when they are worried, to be attentive if they are sick or unwell, you can help practically when they're tired, that you inquire about their feelings and you stay engaged with them if your partner is confused, and you discuss and debrief events of the day together ideally every day, and you can express any kind of concern or you can provide physical comfort if your partner is feeling sad or hurt. The third step is the way you handle conflict. To be able to repair after conflicts or any kind of negative interactions with some gentle and positive ways. And you must take responsibility, even if it's just for your part of the problem. And you make sure you avoid any kind of criticism or blame. And just focus on owning your own needs. And that to remember that conflict can actually deepen your intimacy because it brings you together. You can't always avoid conflict because none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes and we may hurt each other in, in ways that we don't always mean. But it's really essential to have ways to repair the relationship if and when that happens. And the fourth step, I want you to allow yourself to show up sides of yourself you may not always show somebody else. Emotional intimacy is enhanced when you allow yourself to share your moments of doubt or fear or sadness and pain to receive the care and understanding of being listened to and being validated. In this episode, we've expanded the definitions of intimacy and particularly focused on the importance of emotional intimacy. Being emotionally intimate with your partner means you can talk to them about your innermost thoughts, that you're able to share your joy and your pain. I encourage you to have some deeper conversations about all the forms of intimacy in your relationship. Don't avoid it. In some recent consultations with men, I've discussed what it means for them to improve their emotional intimacy in their relationships. And they have talked about being more present, uh, to be more accepting and working through stuff together, to be less escaping, to be more curious, to get better at listening, to be more patient, to normalize their feelings, to take responsibility, to avoid blame, to be less trivializing and less dismissive. So have a think about what areas of emotional intimacy you would like to improve. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, tell your mates, give me a review wherever you have found the podcast, follow me on Insta at MantalkwithHoward, with Howard, and I'll catch you once again in the next episode of Mantalk.